Welcome to Kings River Life's Mystery Rats Maze Podcast, where we share with you mystery short stories and first chapters of mystery novels read by local actors. Now, this episode features an excerpt from Clean Up on Aisle 6 by Daniel Stallings. It's read by local actor Ian Jones. Clean Up on Aisle 6 was published October 2019 by Pace Press, an imprint of Linden Publishing Incorporated. You've never met an amateur sleuth like Liam Lee Johnson, the minimum wage manhunter. Lee solves the intricate murder mysteries that the police can't. That is, when he's not struggling to survive while working on a series of humiliating low-wage jobs. The Lee Johnson Mysteries by California mystery writer Daniel Stallings brings a fresh, millennial working-class sensibility to the traditional murder mystery. We first met Lee in Sunny Side Up, when his job from hell as a cruise ship waiter forced him to find the murderer before he got framed for the job. Now, in Clean Up on Aisle 6, Lee is working at a supermarket when his floor duster bumps into a very unlucky shopper who lies dead in the spice aisle. Lee's stomach roared at him. Oh, shut up. Shut up. Shut up! He growled back. I heard you the first time. And the second time. And the twelfth time. Liam Johnson stretched out the cramp in his fingers. He squeezed the freezer handle too hard. His silver-blue eyes scanned the prices on the frozen food, hunting for bargains. Shopping hungry and on a severe budget was a mistake. But his fridge was one meal away from being empty, and it had been like that for a week. How could he focus on saving money when he just wanted to empty the entire freezer section of Esther's family grocery and have a feast? His stomach whined again. The miracle check he got this past July was a distant memory now. Everything was expensive. After losing his cruise ship job, the move from Long Beach to Shorewood hadn't been cheap. He checked off the costs in his head. Back rent, moving costs, security deposit, food, utilities, more rent, transit pass, tuition, a couple of weeks of unemployment as he scouted for a new job. Money left his hands as quickly as he got it. How in the world did people manage to save any? And he still didn't have a job. He pounded pavement all over the city, eating a hole into his dirty, threadbare sneakers. Lee anticipated walking barefoot from interview to interview. This was turning into the longest September of his life. <sighs> well, buddy, he said to his moaning stomach, looks like it'll be cereal all week. Might have to give up on milk, too, if the price is too high. Excuse me? Lee jumped back, slamming the freezer door, tripping over his own feet. He fell hard on his back on the linoleum floor making little stars dance across his eyes. Now every part of his body moaned. A head hovered over Lee's face, eyes etched with concern. Dude, I I'm sorry, I, I didn't mean to scare you. Here. A hand grabbed Lee by the arm and hoisted him to his feet. Lee begged the supermarket to stop spinning. I hope you didn't hit your head. Floors aren't forgiving. My name's Reuben, by the way. What's yours? Lee shook away the galaxy clouding his vision. Reuben started to take shape a young man, pushing his late twenties. He had a chocolate-colored apron and a regulation white button-down shirt stretched tight over a sizable belly, the uniform for Esther's family grocery. He worked here. Dude, if you're not going to answer me, I'm calling the paramedics. Liam. My name's Liam. Call me Lee. A wide grin spanned Reuben's tan Latino face. His dark chocolate eyes glimmered. He chuckled, making his stomach wobble. Well, nice of you to return to the land of the living, Lee. You sure you didn't hit your head? Lee ran a palm over his short black hair. He had a bump, all right. He winced when his fingers grazed it. I'm okay, just... 
It startled me, that's all. Do you need any help? Yeah, give me a job, Lee thought. Uh, no, I'm okay, just browsing. Reuben tilted his head and narrowed his eyes. His gaze traveled from the stress lines crinkling Lee's forehead to the torn laces on Lee's shoes. Lee felt like he was naked in the middle of the freezer aisle. He pulled his flimsy windbreaker tight around his body, if only to disguise how thin he was. His toes curled up in his perforated sneakers. Reuben clapped a hand on Lee's shoulder, making Lee flinch. I'm probably going to make an ass out of myself, but are you in trouble? You look like you haven't eaten anything for months. His eyes dropped to Lee's shoes, where a socked toe peeked out to say hello. And you've got holes in your shoes. You're not homeless, are you? A laugh crumbled out of Lee's mouth. His smile faltered. <laughs> no, that's the only thing I do have. Then, after hearing how bluntly he phrased it, he tried to crawl back into his shoulders like a turtle into its shell. Uh, forget I said that. I I'm fine. Really. You're not. Lee's eyes drifted to the packed shopping cart next to Reuben. You're probably busy stocking the freezers. I I'll get out of your way. He moved to escape. Reuben snatched the back of his windbreaker. Hold on. You've piqued my curiosity. What happened? Is there any way I can help you? I can handle it. He pulled his jacket free. Reuben grabbed Lee's wrist. Hey, stop trying to escape. I would just want to help. You're busy. I can make time. Come on, just leave me alone. Lee could feel the ghost of his rotten life rise up from the pit of his empty stomach. This isn't any of your concern. You know you don't have to suffer alone. I know a few people who might be able to get you back on your feet. I, I just want to make sure you were okay. Why? Well, why should you care? Lee's eyes flashed like the swords of crusaders. A hot plume of color rushed up his neck. He yanked his arms out of Reuben's grip. I'm just a random customer trying to shop for food. Why should my problems be any concern of yours? Reuben folded his arms across his chest, his eyes smoldering like mugs of black coffee. He matched Lee, glare for glare. I have seen a lot of people at the end of their ropes trapes in here. You, by far, are the youngest. How old are you? Eighteen? Nineteen? Lee's eyes started to waver. Twenty. Well, with those premature wrinkles you're getting, you look almost thirty. Some serious crap went down in your life. You shouldn't struggle like this. You should be hanging out with friends, going to school, laughing, having fun. Instead, you look on the verge of collapsing. Reuben's glare eased. I got worried. You reminded me of my kid brother. I, I didn't want to find your name splashed out in a suicide article. So what's up? You have a family? You have a job? Lee lost the glaring contest. His head dropped. His eyes traced the cracks in the linoleum. Anything to stop the tears. His brain teased him with memories of his father, three years dead, and his mom and sister, who he hadn't seen in months. Then... He remembered his empty fridge and drained bank account. His stomach wouldn't stop sobbing. His eyelashes started getting wet. Uh-oh, Reuben said. I think I see the waterworks. That bad? It would take way too long to explain, Lee thought. It's nothing. Just... It's... Things have been hard lately. I'll ask again. Do you have a family who can help you? Lee mushed away the tears with the heel of his hand. I... I don't want to talk about them right now. Yikes. Well, do you have a job? Still looking. He glanced at the hole in his sneakers. For a while now.
Reuben's round face brightened with a huge smile. Then just call me your guardian angel. Apply here. You must be hallucinating. What? One of our guys quit suddenly. Our manager hasn't put the want ad in the paper yet. Job's still open. Let me talk to Leo and get you an interview. Lee had to be dreaming. He pinched the skin on the crook of his elbow. It yelped in pain. Oh, wait. Hold on. You don't know anything about me, or my work ethic. I, I could be scamming you with some made-up sob story. Reuben tipped his head to one side, his mouth twitching with a suppressed chuckle. <laughs> You're seriously going to fight a job opportunity? In your position? I'm busy trying to convince myself that this is a dream. Besides, how can you have any confidence in me? You're clean. You haven't let your appearance fall apart. You're well-groomed and clean-shaven. Clearly, you're fighting for a job. You're not a slacker. He nodded towards Lee's shoes. You've worn your shoes down to nothing, walking from interview to interview. That still... Oh, shut up, Lee. Reuben winked. Let's get you to that interview. I'm sure Leo will jump at the chance to get a new hire so quickly. Reuben nudged Lee to follow him. Lee walked in a haze, still unsure if any of this was real. Then the flimsiest of smiles played with his lips. Maybe he could get this job. Maybe his luck was finally turning around. Maybe he collided with Reuben, who had stopped abruptly at the end of the freezer aisle. Reuben's tan face surged with blood, staining his cheeks a dark cinnamon. His eyes darkened way past black coffee. More like two steaming tar pits. His mouth was one curl away from being a snarl. He stared at a man who just entered the grocery store. Lee followed the glare. The man had a face like a sick monkey. Thick, greasy remnants of black hair fringed a bald dome. Huge, round eyes the color of old wallpaper glue flanked a smashed nose with large nostrils. A black broom of a mustache bristled under his nose, hiding a small, cruel mouth. A sallow hand patched with black fur clutched the brass knob of an emity cane. He returned Reuben's glare, but if anything, it was more poisonous. Lee lifted an eyebrow. Reuben? Are you okay? Reuben was lost in his trance. Nothing. It's nothing. This reading of Clean Up on Aisle 6 was produced by Kings River Life and directed by Lori Lewis Ham. Clean Up on Aisle 6 is available for purchase and you can learn more about this book and other books by Daniel Stallings on the author's website, danielstallings.com. Check out Kings River Life Magazine's websites for more mystery, local theater, animal rescue, and so much more. KingsRiverLife.com and KRLNews.com. For more mystery podcast fun, check out It Was a Dark and Stormy Book Club. The book club is run by three women, Anne Dark, Tracy Stormy, and Kathy Knight. And they're on a quest to find the next great mystery authors. They love finding hidden gems that would normally be overlooked. And they also have a monthly series interviewing more established authors that they call In Agatha's Footsteps. New episodes drop every Tuesday, and you can listen to them on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spreaker, or any of the major podcast venues. Or visit their website at darkstormybc.com. They're also on Facebook, Dark and Stormy Book Club, and Twitter, at DarkStormyBC. Now, we'll plan to be back next time with another mystery short story or mystery first chapter. Subscribe to our podcast to make sure you don't miss a single episode. 
Subscribe to our podcast newsletter to get special interviews with the authors of the podcast stories. And follow us on Twitter to keep up with everything KRL, at Kings River Life. If you enjoy this episode, please rate it or review it, because this helps make us easier for others to find. Well, until next time, this is your announcer, Jim Tuck, wishing you a life full of mystery. <laughs>